Friday, 22 December, the year of our Lord, 2023. Ben Hornberg joins me from Rome. Ben, I think I've got a new benchmark. You and Raheem and uh, Brett inspired me yesterday into discussion of, of music because uh, we spend so much time on on the nitty-gritty and the kind of down-in-the-trenches, politics, geopolitics, finance, capital markets, all of that. Um America will be great again when we have the confidence of, as a civilization and a culture to write music like that and to have young people trained uh, in, in their formation to be able to sing music like that. That's And, hey, that ain't going to happen overnight. That's the struggle we got. When we got – it's just not the economy. It's just not the politics. It's just not MAGA getting Trump back in. When I say make America great again, I mean as the civilization and the culture that we once had. Right, that is modernity has destroyed it. Ben Harnwell, Steve, that's absolutely right. Look, this is something I think particular about the Judeo-Christian tradition. Um, you go back to Leviticus in the Old Testament; it has like one. I mean, it is. I, I hesitate to use the word repetitive when talking about Holy Scripture, but all of the ordinances um, about how God wants to be worshipped via temple worship, by their sacrifices. Uh, it's peculiar, I think, in the Judeo-Christian tradition that how how we um, how we worship, how we adore God, is is intimately um, integrated with what we what we you know what we how we love God, right? It, it's all there together. So, what better um, what better way of introducing somebody to Christianity than show them the great genius, the works of genius, the great inspirations that you know, the best forms of, of artwork. That mankind has ever produced um, when that's lifted up and offered to worshiping and adoring God, like in these just simple Christmas carols, Steve. It, as, I, as I mentioned yesterday, when these things when these things were written, that wasn't these weren't efforts of high culture. This was popular culture. Uh, it's high culture to us today because we've fallen so far. Um, but and that's probably because the, the, the faith in Jesus Christ has 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 diminished from our society. As as society, you know, as, as we recede from active Christian belief, we inevitably become more animalistic. And you know, just look at look at what we produce, but as, as our art forms of contemporary society, and compare it to these glories of the past. And that's, I think, a great illustration. Um, but I do think that the great the great Judeo Christian tradition in terms of art is a fantastic way. Of, of, um, of introducing people to the transcendent um, and then via the transcendent to, to, to God himself, who is um, transcendent. Um, Steve, you know, just in the, in the last segment, I was talking about how useless the European People's Party is and no one should trust, uh, trust in them. Well, lo and behold, there's a great example of this uh, coming from Germany and the... Uh, the 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 the, the um, Christian Democratic Union, which is the EPP iteration for Germany, has a, has a member of Parliament called Roderick Kieserwetter, uh, and he has said that the two hundred thousand Ukrainian refugees presently in Germany, presently taking uh, benefits as well, um, they ought to have those benefits 
stripped from them unless they are prepared to go back to Ukraine and fight on the front line. I think, Steve, this needs to be seen in the story that we've been discussing the last few days that um, President Zelensky has said that his ambition for 2024 is to recruit 500,000 fantasy troops and to bolster the war effort. And where they're going to get those from? Well, from, I think, 768, according to the European Union, 768,000 18 to 64 year olds across the union and and this is obviously a part of that in germany um i can't mention this because you know i i pushed it out on getter um this morning in fact i can't mention this development without saying warning americans that you are going to get fleeced over this this is a fleecing operation these 500,000, no one is voluntarily going to return to um to the front line in ukraine not a single person why has Zelensky said this when he, well, the reason is, is because he said in order to affect this this draft, he needs thirteen point five billion dollars in order to get these five hundred thousand people uh, to return from abroad to fight on the front lines. That's a heck of a lot of money. I've done the, the maths, Steve. Um, that's twenty seven thousand dollars per potential combatant. And put that into perspective, please. That the average yearly wage in Ukraine is $7,500, right? This is a fleecing operation. Americans beware, right? That they, you know, You'll see Biden asking for this $13.5 soon in order to help the Ukrainian effort. It's not true. And this situation here um, in Germany, I think, is just part of the mood music, part of the, the Christian, uh, the, the, um, the Christian democratic centre-right in Europe playing the game without really wanting to see serious change affected. <laughs> ben, how do people uh, get to you over the, um, over the Christmas holidays? Uh, get to Steve. That's, that's my social media platform of choice. Simply, this is my surname there at the bottom of the screen, Harnwell. Just, that's, there, that's where I am, at Harnwell on Getter. Thanks so much, Steve. God bless. And if I'm not on the, uh, the show tomorrow, have a, have a great Christmas. Thank you, brother. Um, in fact, we're doing, um, we've got our um, Christmas Eve special. We're doing it a day early because Real America's Voice, everybody takes off Sunday, the Sabbath. Um, we have the Noah Benjamin uh, prayer hour up every Sunday, but the rest of the team is off. Uh, we're going to be doing some specials, but we're up every day. Just come to your same time in the morning uh, from 10 to noon. We'll be up with uh, with original shows, new shows. Great, giving you the news that you need over the holidays. Look, it's such an intense period uh, for for news and what's happening, and particularly in the fight to take our country back. No days off, right? Um, you know, the, the Jace Medical. Somebody mentioned today. Somebody might be a little under the weather now. Now it's time for you to make sure it can't jump up on you, and particularly when you need those generic drugs and the active pharmaceutical ingredients that are in them. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party has totally tied up the supply chain. Biden's trying to write some executive order to plead with them to to let it go. But whether it's an emergency or the CCP and unrestricted warfare, you cannot be held captive by those folks. Just go to Jace Medical. They've built an entire business around freeing you from the clutches of the Chinese Communist Party. What you got to do is go to the website, immerse yourself, find out what they got to offer. They got tons of uh, medical staff and consultants that can answer all your questions. We know this. Once you go to Jace Medical, you will become a customer slash patient of uh, Jace Medical. JaceMedical.com. So go check it out today. Dr. Sean and the team, 
done an incredible job of taking Rosemary Gibson's book that she wrote and turning it into a business that serves you. So go check it out. Joe Allen, um, first off, Joe, you, you've been traveling the country. I know you said the other day what what you found, uh, you know, what you found out going around and talking to MAGA audiences. Do people, because you've got an update here on a breaking news story that I think is very important. Um, I talked to an individual. In fact, he was a, he was a uh, a uh, one of the, a black guy that was at Amfest and came up to me and wanted to talk specifically about artificial intelligence and particularly about transhumanism, saying that he didn't think uh, and he knew our show or was familiar somewhat with our show covering it, but didn't think that transhumanism, the entire package, the convergence on the singularity, was being covered enough by forget mainstream media, but it was only focused somewhat in in the in the esoteric segments of tech, the tech world, but it really wasn't covered at all in conservative media. Uh, did you find that out also in going around the country talking to people? Because, look, of everything that's going on, and we talk about returning to our former greatness, um, the one thing we have to remember is that one of the biggest underlying um, forces in the modern world is this drive to go beyond Homo sapien, to go to Homo sapien 2.0. Your thoughts, sir? You know, Steve, my trip around the country has, it was enlightening on so many different levels. Uh, absolutely, people talked about how we are one of the few that yeah, brings it up at all, let alone covers transhumanism and uh, extreme tech at length. Uh, probably the most uh, enlivening and, and encouraging uh, experiences I've had were all the people who have taken the time to do the research, uh, they're not freaking out and running around with their hair on fire, uh, but they're also taking very seriously the massive civilizational transformation happening around us. And I think that, um, like like myself and and like yourself, they see this transformation not as an enhancement, but as a process by which we are leaving behind what is most important in humanity. And uh, moving towards something that is dubbed Humanity 2.0, but is in fact uh, some kind of degradation. It's, it's something that is barely human at all whenever you look at the, the, the end goal. So, uh, you know, uh, probably the most impressive people that I met uh, were those people who really, like I say, uh, they, they've, they've dug into it and they want to find solutions to it. Uh, they want to uh, make sure that kids in schools are not hyper-digitized. They want to make sure that the corporations that they work for or that they own don't turn people into robots, basically, uh, you know, programmed by the algorithm like Amazon workers. And uh, they really are pretty nervous about the kind of reckless talk out of the Department of Defense uh, from Eric Schmidt, from Mark Andreessen. Uh, where they're pushing forward the idea that killer robots, that uh, you know, machines that are programmed to find targets and kill uh, on site, that, that this is without a doubt a move towards something like Armageddon. But again, um, th- you would think that people would be just completely freaked out. What I find more and more is that our coverage has, has um, in some way, uh, if not desensitized them, allowed them to really think these things through calmly. Now, the one thing I also don't want to um, – and I know you want to talk about uh, – we got phones to talk about and other things. So maybe I'll hold you through the break to do that. One thing I want to make sure we don't take our eye off is there's been so much emphasis on artificial intelligence since ChatGBT came to Davos, to Davos Man, last January. 
we're coming up on the first year of that. But underneath, and particularly in the research labs, and when I say the singularity, I mean the convergence of regenerative robotics, artificial general intelligence, advanced chip design, quantum computing, biotechnology, CRISPR. It's the convergence of all those forces that get you to the singularity, not just one. Uh, it's the con- it's the convergence of all those. Now, when I mention those industries right there or those sectors, that was they were the top five or six, the top five or six that made in China 2025 when she and the Chinese decided to co- revolutionize their manufacturing base. Just so happens those were the top five or top six uh, areas they want to dominate by 2025. The Chinese Communist Party are th- these these uh, these brothers think it through. Don't think that we don't have big enemies. We have we have the biggest, toughest, meanest, most depraved enemies in the history of this world. Okay, and these people are very smart. Don't think our enemies are dumb. People say, "Oh, they're so stupid." These are they're evil, and they uh, and they have horrible plans for humanity. You see how they treat Lao Beijing. You see how they treat Lao Beijing. But when you look at this, and this is one thing about artificial intelligence, which we have covered extensively here because of the advances it's made and the way it's already been dropped into our society, everyday society, and had tremendous changes already, changes that people don't even understand or realize right now. But don't take your eye off on all the singularity, the convergence of that, and that will be the most fundamental change in mankind's history. Right, the the from made in the image and likeness of God, right? Homo sapien to boom, Homo sapien plus, and that is very close to being upon us. Okay, short commercial break. Joe Allen's back from his journeys. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, cell phones and youth next in the war room. presidential election in November. One thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. 
that smartphones are a phenomenon that are just about 10, 15 years old. So it's really difficult to be incredibly sure about the effects of a novel phenomenon. That said, I think it's worth thinking about two different mechanisms here. The first mechanism relates to student learning, and that's the mere fact of distraction. We are distracted by our phones, and there is lots of research that suggests the brain drain effect, the mere presence even of a locked phone on a table in front of us in our pockets can almost like slurp our attention from us and our attention from what we should be, you know, paying focus to, whether it's someone that we're talking to or a teacher that we're trying to learn from. There's another mechanism, though, that you mentioned. You know, we're talking about both uh, the decline of student achievement and the rise of anxiety. The mechanism, I think, that's causing the rise of anxiety relates not to the mere presence of the phone, but rather to social media. I don't think that teenage minds, which are exquisitely sensitive to the judgment of peers, should be hooked up to a device whereby they can read the anonymous judgment of thousands, if not millions, of their peers. I don't think that's good for social comparison. I don't think it's good for confidence. I don't think it's good for development. So I think when we're talking about phones, it's important to be clear about two things. Number one, we're not entirely sure what's going on here. It's a novel phenomenon. And number two, we should be clear about what mechanisms we're talking about when we're looking at the independent variable here. Are we talking about anxiety or are we talking about student achievement? Yeah, my grandkids come across other information on their phones that's not related to the subject. It's I could play. I could play. It's actually something that was quite smart at MSNBC. I know that's hard to believe. Um, Joe Allen, the um, talk to me about the smartphones. And far be it from me, who use you know three or four of these things constantly to kind of make sure that we're ahead of stuff, um, to criticize here, but they are. Uh, they've had a definite change in human behavior. I can tell you, and I say this all the time because I, you know, folks know I read a lot books, uh, but I got to find that time more and more. And I find myself having to find that time, which in the old days I didn't have to. I can also tell you, particularly with young people, there is uh, not the focused attention there has been in the past and particularly being able to read books and to hold the arguments of what a book has. So the, the and I think it, what was so impressive there is the guy saying, "Hey, this is the first fifteen years of this thing. This is still quite a novel and new uh, device, and we have no earthy idea where this is going to head." But I tell you, some of the trends that we've seen, Joe Allen, are not good. Your thoughts and observations? Yeah, for once, Steve, uh, the Atlantic has returned to their former glory. They're actually uh, reporting things honestly and intelligently. Uh, that was Derek Thompson, and uh, you know his new article in The Atlantic, um, it looks like phones are making students dumber. Uh, it builds off of the work of Gene Twinge, a psychologist who spent a lot of time looking at the negative effects of technology on uh, children, adults, uh, but especially children, and also Jonathan Haidt. Uh, the social psychologist who, as far as middle-of-the-road uh, uh, ideologues go, uh, I think that he is uh, among the more impressive. Both of them suggest that students should never be able to use smartphones in schools, that they should ban them from schools. And they encourage parents to take them away from their children, to only let them use it uh, at, at you know specific times in the day, uh, sort of like uh, responsible parents used to do with television uh, back in the old days. 
you know, just from observing kids these days, so to speak, to sound like a, a grumpy old man, uh, just from observing kids these days, it's clear that they are basically uh, human smartphone symbiotes. They literally live half their life or most of their lives on their devices, and it's making them, as you just said, it's making them uh, uh, unable to really follow uh, long-form arguments in articles, let alone books, and it also has a lot of negative effects on their mental health. So as they're watching all of their friends uh, you know, have fun or if they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, um, uh, in the social media environment, it's making them kind of nuts. Probably the most disturbing finding that Derek Thompson brings up in this article, though, is that the uh, the PISA test, the Program for International Student Assessment, uh, that, uh, you know, this test has been in use for 20 years now, and American children have scored the lowest that they ever have this year. Uh, there are a lot of different reasons, uh, the, you know, lockdowns and kids being pulled out of school. Hold it, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Hit rewind on that. Tell people why that's important, because this is a shocking well, number, but go back and hit that number again. Uh, yeah, I, you know, the, the, the big issue is that um, you, you could blame it on lockdowns. These, the PISA test, right, the, uh, the Program for International Student Assessment, uh, the, this PISA test is kind of the gold standard across the world for judging where kids are at academically, both in language, mathematics, uh, you know, uh, knowledge of, of history, so on and so forth. Uh, American students for the first, you know, have scored the lowest that they have ever in the 20 years this test has been uh, applied. And I, I think that uh, Derek Thompson at The Atlantic is correct when he points out uh, the various uh, angles of research that indicate that it's mostly due to digital immersion. Kids just literally sit and scroll through uh, Facebook or Twitter or whatever they're looking at these days rather than reading, rather than uh, learning to do uh, arithmetic or higher mathematics. And it's just, uh, you know, it has completely devastated them. Uh, and, and that's on top of the mental health issues, you know, um, the, the uh, Abigail Schreier, uh, who wrote, I believe it's called uh, Irreversible Damage, points out that uh, smartphones, among the other mental health issues that it's causing children, smartphones are the primary vector for kids becoming transgender, and uh, that it's pretty much this uh, identification with digital selves online and digital groups online uh, that is driving this whole like child transitioning uh, phenomenon. So, I mean, all together, Steve, I would say that, uh, yeah, phones should be banned from schools. Parents should keep their keep them from their kids. But I think that the smartphone should be viewed like you would view a, a chunk of uranium or plutonium or maybe a feral animal. And to the extent that you, you have one around, uh, it should be kept as far away as possible. But, um, uh, you know, like you say, you know, to keep up hey, in hang, a hang, modern whoa, society hang, as hang we on. are. Whoa, 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 hang on. Slow down. What evidence do you bring to show that? That's a pretty harsh statement what, because they're ubiquitous now, right? I mean, we, we go to these uh, – I went to the Casa Grande, uh, the Cowboy Church, or at Amfest, and it's just not kids, but you have a big part of our audience that are uh, 50, 60, 70 years old. Not only are they on the not only are they on the uh, the smartphone, it's one of the ways that they've become so smart and have been so empowered, right? So I, I'm not arguing they're not lethal, but go back and just give me the evidence first about children in that time of what we call formation, 
on its character formation, the formation of them as people. What's the argument against these for that? Let's do that first, then we'll do it overall. Uh, the, like I say, the two primary arguments are the increase in mental health disorders among children where the you know, digital environment seems to be a major factor or the primary factor. Uh, that includes depression from uh, the kinds of uh, bullying online and uh, the, you know, the desire to keep up with the you know, peers. But th- as far as academics go, uh, there's one study in particular that uh, Derek Thompson points to. They looked at the amount of time kids spent on phones uh, vis-a-vis their test scores. And what they found was, uh, were, was that children who spent a simple hour, one hour of leisure time on their phone, scored 50 points higher in mathematics than those who spent five or more hours on their phone. Um, and this was, uh, you know, they adjusted for many other factors uh, in this study. There are other studies uh, very similar to this, but uh, it's pretty clear, uh, both from a common sense perspective, but also from the, the, raw, the, the hard data, that uh, the, the digitization of the American mind has led to an inability to reason, an inability to maintain a kind of inner peace or well-being. And uh, I would say that it's also a primary vector for the kinds of bizarre uh, large-scale brainwashing campaigns that we've seen in the last three years, but pretty much all of our lives. Uh, once you have attached someone do to their you, phone, you're able to manipulate them that much more easily. Do, do, do you think this is also could be attributed to the, to the drop in, um, in actual people going to not, not believing in Christianity, but actually going and participating in some sort of church activity, whether it's mainstream Protestant or mainstream Catholic or traditional Catholic or evangelical? Do you think it's tied to that also? You know, I wish I had the study right on hand. Uh, there's multiple studies, but there's one landmark study showing that the internet, that people's access to the internet reduces religiosity uh, by a, you know a, a multiple factors. It's uh, pretty clear that uh, for whatever reason, and I have a, a number of assumptions, but for whatever reason, as people become hyper digitized in their lives. They become less and less religious. One of the reasons would be that, you know, the Internet is kind of full of uh, Reddit tier atheism. Uh, but another reason is that a lot of the social satisfaction and, and the philosophical uh, uh, the philosophical attainment and even just the, the you know, the, the the religious connection one feels with holy texts that uh, as one digitizes themselves, as they become immersed in the Internet, that need is no longer there. It's sort of like people uh, who eat opiates and uh, no longer need their endorphins or their their endorphins stop working. I think that's a a fairly decent analogy. Basically, the Internet functions as a a cheap, uh, aesthetically unappealing, uh, and yet very effective replacement for religious life. Hang on for one second, Jerome. I'll just hold you through. I want to make sure people can get to all your content. Going to go out with some uh, music of the season, and we're going to come back into the war room in just a moment.
Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Dot com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Okay, welcome back. <clears throat> you know our mandate now to make America great again, which are we're going to hold ourselves to that. So we have decades to go. Somebody says, oh, no, no, no. Is this going to be Trump getting back here? No, 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 no. President Trump gets back in office. That's when the work starts. <laughs> Remember, to get there, he's got to stay out of prison for 700 years, make sure they don't steal his business, make sure that they have him back on the, uh, back on the ballot in these states. The greatest act of political courage in the history of this country, and there have been some significant acts of political courage, is Donald Trump doing what he's doing now. Very simple. If he had just gone back and been a good little boy after they stole the election from him, after he got 74 million votes and they stole the election from him overnight, you saw how they did it. Raheem Kassam, when we get Raheem on the afternoon show, we didn't have time to get into at the Cowboy Church the other night. But what Raheem and Bill McGinley did in the summer of uh, 2020 to go through how Mark Elias and these demons told you to your face. And we were around and all over that. Now, I'm not so sure the campaign back in those days listened. You win the deal, you got to close the deal. I come out of an investment banking, a brutal investment banking world. That's just not enough to get the deal. It's that you got to close. If you don't close, it doesn't matter. That's the world Trump comes out of. He's a closer. Remember, I used to say this all the time at 16. Hillary Clinton was putting together a new coalition. The, the, the Clintons had dined off white working class forever down in Arkansas, and then when they ran for president. 
uh, because people didn't know back then, and they could spin and lie, and you know, just he went from New Hampshire. The whole thing, just one Clinton-esque lie after the other. They're they're the biggest part of the administrative state and the deep state. I saw that from the Clinton Global Initiative. That's why I made the movie Clinton Cash. That's why I was selected. I was selected to come into the campaign, and you know, a hundred days ago, when they're down with so many points, why? Because I had professionally over the last couple of years perfected at Breitbart and with uh, Peter Schweitzer and others in, in uh, my great filmmaking team to, uh, to hammer the Clintons, to hammer the Clintons. And now we're in a situation, and back then we won and we closed. That's the difference, we won and we closed. We had lawyers, you know, Dom again, I realized Dom again later had a falling out with Trump, but on that campaign we were ready to go that night, ready to go, ready to file papers, people ready to go, in there, lawyers, boom, because, hey, well, we won Michigan. Was it? It was ten thousand in Michigan, twenty thousand in Wisconsin. Or the reverse cut forty thousand in, in Pennsylvania. Kind of the reverse of what Biden did. Remember, with all the stealing, they just won by seventy thousand votes, and they stole it. Now, I'm not a machine guy, although I've become much more informed of machines because of the work of Mike Lindell and Dave Clements and others. I'm still a mail-in ballot guy because I think you can show democracy. They did it that way, but I'm open to the other arguments, and these guys have done incredible work and we understand now we, the machines have got to go that's no hit on dominion or these other companies it's just we got to get back to paper ballots we got to get back to i think the same day voting and and you know john fun has written that whole all those books about how they've totally taken the the, the election process and turned it into like a summer camp it takes forever but the uh elect the transition integrity project they told us right then it was going to take weeks ballots were going to come in late they could come in and be marked weeks late they were going to take they were going to be able to count in places like Pennsylvania and Georgia and Wisconsin and no we're never going to back off that and people should understand when we win we're going to go back into all that and people say well you can't say that all is about the future you can't have a future in this country until you get to the railhead of a stolen election why do you think we have an invasion on our southern border? Why do you think you have a complete collapse? You just heard Joe Allison to give you the stats coming out of the education system that we've put more money in than ever. The, the attacks on the American family, this, this buying into this radical French idea of modern monetary theory, which is where we are. You can print money forever and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the people that are, have the least voice and the least political power are the ones crushed by it, by the interest rates, the credit cards, all that, right? Listen to the voice of the new Patrick Henry, that black man that stood up in front of the Chicago City Council and laid it out in less than two minutes, made the perfect case for Donald Trump and the return of Donald Trump, an African-American man. I don't know if he's a Trump supporter, never voted for Trump, but he called out the corrupt, uh, incompetent leaders of Chicago and how they're destroying the black community with this invasion. And what, that cry for help, he says, how did these rules even get up there? How do working class people with just barely being able to hang on and work all the time, how are they supposed to know what's going on? How are they supposed to get access to it? You do it all behind closed doors. You do it such legal gobbledygook or, you know, social justice word gobbledygook. Nobody can understand it. That's his main point. He said that we're just working class stiffs, but we know one thing. We know you're destroying our community. That's this tectonic plate shift in politics today. That's why you're the vanguard. I said this at Amfest and at the Cowboy Church the other night. You're, 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 the van, you're the revolutionary vanguard. You're just like Sam Adams, John Hancock, John Adams, these fire breathers that were part of the Boston Tea Party and led the revolutionary movement. Where, hey, 
The Boston Tea Party happened 250 years ago last Saturday. The shots at Concord and Lexington were 15 months later. You don't think these brothers knew there was a war coming? You don't think these brothers knew that the British authority, the established order, was going to sit there and go, are you crazy? You think we're going to just let you split off of what we're building to be the biggest global empire in mankind's history that will compare to the Roman Empire? This is in the mid-18th century? No. No, we're not going to do that. We have the most powerful navy in the world. We have a pretty good army. And where we don't, we don't have the manpower, we're going to get the Hessians to come over. We'll go through all that on, on, on Christmas Day. Why every year do we take Christmas Day to talk about the combat history Christmas? Because it talks about, even in the holiest time of the year, the time of year with, uh, with family and friends and, uh, and, and, and the celebration of the birth of, of Jesus Christ that we talk about Bastogne, and we talk about the Chosin Reservoir, and we talk about particularly about Trenton on the night. Because remember, the, the, the Christmas of 1776 was six months after July 4th. Everybody's out with July 4th and the Declaration of Independence in this great Declaration of Independence is a divinely inspired document, divinely inspired. But it's a bunch of smart lawyers and thinkers that put it together. Hey, for it to have power, and the reason it has power today, because average schmoes fought like hell and would not surrender. And you got to remember, when the British Expeditionary Force landed from late July and August of 1776 until Christmas night of 1776, there was nothing but defeat. Magnificent uh, courage, the American Thermopylae in Brooklyn, the American Dunkirk at the Brooklyn Bridge, one escaped after the other, but we were run out of from Long Island to Manhattan, all the way from New Jersey to cross the Delaware back into Pennsylvania. We lost everything, every major battle or were driven back for six months until with everything on the line, we did a roll of the dice and won on Christmas night. So just remember, we've, we've, been, we've had gloomy times before. We've had, uh, un, you know... Cloudy days, not unclouded days, many times in the history of this republic. Uh, Joe, where do people get you, brother? Thank you for doing this. Absolutely, Steve. And a big Merry Christmas to the posse. And also, I just want to give a shout out and a big thank you to all the people who gave me uh, such uh, ho- show me such hospitality. Uh, it was 13 cities, uh, six weeks, uh, just Really, really wonderful people all around. So the fellowship is much appreciated. You can find me at J-O-E-B-O-T at Gitter and Twitter. You can find me at warroom.org under the transhumanism tab. And you can find the book Dark Eon, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. Anywhere books are sold, if you want to see how far they plan to push this mass digitization, if you want to see the religious underpinnings, and if you want to get some sense of how to stop it and solve it, uh, that's the book for you. So again, Merry Christmas to the War Room Posse, and uh, thank you very much, Steve. I always keep one in hand. Oh, by the way, we're going to send you out at the beginning of the year. We've got to get you back on the road. I think you're more productive on the road because he both writes and he meets people. So anyway, Joe, Merry Christmas. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Steve. Brody for life. Brody for life. Back to his previous, back to his previous gig. Um, Warpath, as people tell, I'm a tad under the weather. That always happens when I do those big, the Amfest and things like that, right? I'm just... Uh, I guess the system's just not up to, to being that robust. We'll get it better. Uh, Warpath Coffee. 
Got to get you active in the morning, particularly morning like this morning, warpath.coffee slash war room. Go get it. Make yourself a big pot. Cut off your cell phone. In fact, go get the end of the dollar empire from birchgold.com slash Bannon. And over the Christmas holidays, just read it. Read it. I'll start to finish. That's your homework assignment. Read the whole thing. I got a fifth one coming out with Philip Patrick and the team's going to blow your head up. But just read it and think. Cut the phone off. Cut the TV off. Cut it all off. Send the kids outside to play in the snow. Then your mom used to do it. Get out. Get, get your brother and get out of here. Get out in the snow. Um, do it. Warpath Coffee in uh, Birch Gold. Take a big pot of black coffee. My favorite is the uh, is the uh, Mariner's Blend, the dark roast. We've taken the acid out, so you're going to enjoy it. But they got all kind of mild roast. they got flavors for the holidays. Go check it out. Mike Lindell, how are we doing the factory floor, brother? By the way, big article on Reuters. Your big old mug is the your big old mug is the lead. I put it up on Getter. Reuters is talking about everybody, all the allies of Trump that they come to destroy because of the voter, because of standing up to, to, for free and fair elections. Your big ugly face is the number one, and they go. They got they got a whole section on Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell, this Mike Lindell, that. You're 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 a bad guy, conservative Reuters. You're you're out of control. What do you have to say, sir? Well, that's why they've been attacking me since August, uh, where they turned it up about tenfold, uh, because we have we do have a great plan to secure our elections. And uh, as this rolls into January, I encourage all of you out there, we put it all in one place now, lindellplan.com. Check it out. We have the, the new movie by uh, uh, Professor Clemens there, Let My People Go. But they're so afraid that we're going to secure our elections and get, and get to paper ballots hand-counted in every county in this country. Uh, that's what they fear, and that's why they tried to destroy my pillow, uh, thinking that would destroy me from talking while well, they were wrong. Uh, number one, they didn't destroy my pillow, and number two, I'll never stop talking and never stop uh, fighting for our, our great country. Um, I want to tell everyone we're doing something really special for all of you at the War Room Posse for Christmas now. Uh, what we're doing is I put up the gift cards, uh, the my pillow gift cards. If you uh, if you forgot or you uh, you're going, I can't get the gift in time. Uh, if you go to our website, go to the War Room Square. We're going to extend the free shipping too, so you can get yourself a great gift. Get yourself the bed or the toppers or those flannel sheets. But uh, but get your, get those digital gift cards. They'll come to you right away. There they are. You see it on the left there. I'm wearing that Santa hat for the. And this is for the War Room Posse. Free shipping on your entire order. We're going to extend that. So when you're sitting around Christmas and you give away these gift cards, you say, hey, you know what? You use the promo code War Room. Free shipping on your entire order. And uh, and you can get the down comforter 60% off. We've extended everything for the War Room Posse. You guys have been, it's been a great Christmas gift to my employees of all of you supporting us. And we want to give back. So Use those, get those gift cards today. Get that, get yourself that bed you've always wanted to, uh, to get the best sleep of your life. The My Pillow mattress, the mattress topper, the My Pillow 2.0. These are all keep my factory going. It keeps everybody producing these hundred percent made in the USA and products. The and, um, call that 800-873-1062. My employees love talking to you guys all out there. I'll tell you, they love it. Make sure you talk to them. Mike Lindell, Merry Christmas, brother. Great Merry work. Christmas. 800-873-1062. And Merry Christmas. Oh, we're going to see you this afternoon. We'll get you back on this afternoon. 
thoughts. Until then, Mike Lindell, Merry Christmas. Isn't this music magnificent? We could play hours of this stuff that they never hear anymore. Hours of it. EnviroClean has just announced a huge holiday sale. Let me tell you why this is important. They're predicting another triple-demic this year. And the best way to fight a cold or flu is not to get it in the first place. That's why I got EnviroClean's here in the war room in the Breitbart Embassy. The new science in home air purification is EnviroClean's. The reason I love it, it was approved by the Department of Defense for use on Navy combatants. And as you guys know, I used to be on a Navy combatants. Now they have a limited time holiday sale. You'll save 30%. This is a one-time good deal. So why did I choose EnviroCleanse over all the others? Because EnviroCleanse is proven to capture and destroy cold and flu viruses over other purifiers. EnviroCleanse military-grade technology wipes out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. This is why the Navy chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. Get EnviroCleanse for your home. The viruses will take care. The viruses take down your family will be gone. Right now, you'll save 30% during their holiday sale. Plus, you get fast, free shipping. I'll repeat that, free shipping. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE30 for 30% off. ekpure.com, STEVE30 for 30% off. That's ekpure.com, code STEVE30, ekpure.com. Take action. Use your agency. Make sure you get ahead of this before flu season hits. Do it today. Back here at 5 o'clock, Boris and Raheem are going to join me. We're going to talk about some politics, some media, all of it. Also, tomorrow on um, our uh, Christmas Eve special, Christmas Eve special, we have, um, um, we're going to have Dr. Carol Swain, who's been in the news so much about Harvard. She's going to join us. Uh, Dr. Larry Swikert's going to join me. We always you know, do a special on Christmas Eve, go through the traditions of Christmas and other things are important as a civilization or culture. You're not going to miss this. And then Patrick K. O'Donnell joins me Christmas morning for the Combat History of Christmas. This year we're also going to address uh, activity in the Civil War on Chris, over Christmas. So we want to get make sure everybody um, just make it part of your Christmas morning. Get a big pot of Warpath coffee, open the gifts after you get back from church. Or if you go to Midnight Mass, you go to evening service if you're a Protestant. On uh, That would be on Monday morning. We've got a lot of special content for next week, and of course, we'll be here uh, cranking out. Raheem's done another Boxing Day special. That's always, you know, that's, I think we're in the fourth or fifth year of that. I want to thank Raheem. So it's a lot of great content over the holidays. War Room will be here for you to make sure you get all the latest, and there's going to be tons of news. Trust me, there's a lot just going on in the world. Um, one thing, there's a CNN, do we have that? There was a lead story today was about Rosendale. You know Matt Rosendale, he's been on here a lot. And uh, we're going to get more into this next week as we get back more into politics, but I want to just lay this marker out. You know, this guy Danes, this Montana, and if, if you're in Montana, I hate to be brutally frank about this, but he is just Mitch McConnell's bitch, okay? Let me be blunt. He's a gutless coward. 
he hides behind the NRSC, this, 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 and he's, he's up kissing Trump's ass all the time. Trump knows that all he's pushing is Mitch McConnell guys. The guy out there in Montana is going to be another Mitch McConnell clone. He's just, he, cause he's Steve Law and McConnell give this guy, this guy raises the money. This is what happened with Prince. This is not going to happen again. President Trump knows who is, they know who are MAGA are and they know who the phony ones are. And no offense in Montana, uh, uh, commander uh, is a, a fantastic guy. He was Secretary of Interior. I consider him a colleague, a guy I think highly of, but he's just been not good enough as a congressman. Why? He's a McCarthy guy, and he votes the establishment order, the establishment order just like Danes. Danes is 1,000% establishment, and now he's after Matt Rosendale. Matt Rosendale is one of the heroes. We went to the Calvary Church the other day. We had Eli Crane, Matt Gates, Andy Biggs. The pressure and hate on these guys is nonstop. But Matt Rosendale, 100%, 120%, is hardcore MAGA. And that's what we need in the Senate now. you got Carrie Lake. And look, the, the, the Danes are not going to touch Carrie Lake because they know she's unbeatable in the primary. They're trying to co-opt her all the time. But, hey, that's okay. You gotta, if you've got to raise that kind of money, you've got to do what you've got to do. But you know where Carrie's default positions are, of course. You've got these other people that we've profiled here running for the Senate uh, in Utah and other places. And they hate them all. Why? McConnell once controlled that evil, decrepit old man who right now is trying to get back into the big news out of Politico is how he's trying to get back into it with Biden. So cut another deal, just like the debt deal, just like all the spending. Remember, this is all because of the compromise and the collaborationists in the United States Senate. Yep. That's what Danes is fighting for. We're not dumb, dude. We were born at night, but we won't born last night. So we're up there. You can go down to Mar-a-Lago all you want. You can kiss Trump's ass all you want. We're going to out you all the time. You're Mitch McConnell's bitch. All you are is down there is a, is, a, is a running dog for Mitch McConnell and the problem in the United States Senate today. And do you think we're going to let more of that happen? I don't care. How, and look, I love veterans that run, particularly people that have served. But to be brutally frank, a lot of these Navy SEALs, and God bless them, the whole thing went a little too Hollywood. You got some guys zinking these guys. They're just a little too, and you got, you know, you got what Crenshaw down Texas and others. It's just a little too woke. Last thing we need is another woke Navy SEAL uh, in elective office, particularly in the state of Montana, where you got to get tester out, and Trump's going to run 40 points ahead. So we'll get more into that and more into the details. But he just voted. If you're next time you talk to Trump, Danes. Make sure you bring up the fact that you just voted for the NDAA that handcuffs Trump when it comes to NATO. Did you tell him that yet? Did you tell him how that slipped in? Did you give him a heads up on that in the NDA that you supported? Did you give him a heads up on that? I don't think you did. You scumbags have put that in there that, that, that locked President Trump's hands so you've got to keep pouring money into NATO. Look, Europeans are plenty rich. They got pensions and they got full medical benefits. And people in the United States have neither. Okay, why? Because taxpayers in the United States not only send their sons and daughters over there to fight and defend them, we pay for it. They're not paying for it. The German elite don't want to pay for it. Go to Switzerland. They ain't paying for it. Go to Tuscany. Go to the south of France. Go to Belgravia and the west end of London. They ain't paying for it. Not going to pay for it. Not going to pay for it until they're forced to pay for it. That's what President Trump's about. It's not about breaking the treaty with NATO. First of all, it's not an alliance. It's a protectorate. And for you to be part of slipping that in there where President Trump is handcuffed, and by the way, it's totally unconstitutional. 
That just shows you what kind of guys there are in the Senate. They're scum. The Senate is a fest. The Republican side, of the, led by McConnell and Thune. Have I heard McConnell and Thune come out? Danes, I don't know if I heard you come out, but I've heard the leadership, the guy you work for, the guy whose bitch you are. McConnell, has he come out and condemned Colorado, the 14th Amendment? Has Thune condemned that? I, 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 I miss that. They condemned President Trump when he's talking about shutting down the border. So we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. One of the, some of the work we got to do is inside. We got to clean out this place because there are too many bad guys led by Steve Daines in Montana. For the hardworking folks in Montana, the great patriots you are and what you've done to, uh, to make this country great and to actually work to make her great again, you ought to be ashamed that he represents you because he's a complete phony con man. Okay, uh, we're going to go out. Charlie Kirk's next. Charlie Kirk got a big announcement on Fox. No more, not messing around with uh, Murdoch News anymore. Charlie Kirk, Jack Posobiec, we're back here five to seven. You are not going to want to miss it when we're back in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.